Welcome back to the Catch a Fire London Family Life podcast. Welcome. I just paused because I wasn't sure if I was saying the right title. That is the right title. <laughs> Family Life, which is what this is. We're all sitting here in our conference room and some of us are on the floor to be close to the microphone. Some of us on the floor because we're more humble. That's... Thank you. Oh, wow. Sorry. Because I realize that you recognize them. Yeah. And me. Thank you. I honor, I honor the me I see in you. <laughs> anyway, welcome. We are talking about Ephesians again. Um, we have been going through verses in the beginning of Ephesians 1. Uh, and we're going to look today at a big chunk uh, just to kind of cover a little bit of a controversial topic. Um, predestination. Predestination. I've said too many M's. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we're going to actually go back and look at three, verse 3 and go all the way through verse 13 and um, look at how those are kind of sectioned off and what the differences are and everything. But And bef- when we get to the end, we're going to stay tuned because we're going to be throwing out some prayer requests and some thoughts just about what's going on in the family at the moment and we really want to make sure that we are praying as a family united um, in what we're going to God for so yeah. we will be finishing with that which is not something we've done up to this point but is something Stay we're going tuned. to do from this point now to this ad break yeah. <laughs> but before that how is everyone's weekend <laughs> and we have with us for oh, the yes. first time hello this is me, Zach, of course, yeah. <laughs> as you recognise from my voice. Zachary, Peter, Albert, Albert, Albert Benedict, Benedict Keenan. Can you not disclose my full name for data protection? Data protection purposes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want my identity being claimed. Okay. It's the best name in the world. We can actually do with a few more Zachs at Catch Our London. That yeah. would really help us. So. Yeah. Yeah. Enough dance. To claim someone's identity, you really do just need their full name. Yeah. And then you're all. Then <laughs> and this recording, they can use my voice as my password. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's Don't the say problem. that. Don't say that because that's. It's actually... okay. That's not a setup on my bank. Yeah. So. Right. <laughs> Don't worry, everyone. Okay. You're safe. Um, I had a really good weekend, <laughs> and uh, Abby and I went away. Uh, my parents were on holiday, so we went to their house. Um, and chilled. And well, yeah, that literally the moment we got there, the alarm went off. I, oh, put, God. I put the code in and the actual keypad that you put the alarm in had no power to it. So I was just sat in there typing the code <laughs> in. Nothing was happening. And I was like, oh, this is, and we got there at like 9.30. Nice. And so like, oh, this is just the worst. <laughs> and so we ended up calling up the engineer and they're like, yeah, yeah, we've got a 24 hour service. We can send an engineer to you for 1.30 in the morning. So like, your, date, your date night was you, Abby, and Malcolm, the engineer. <laughs> like, this is just not what we wanted. So God bless them. They, they, they got something sorted and we got the guy to come and the alarm stopped. Um, but um, yeah, so when we woke up on Sunday morning for church, it was a little, little bit tired. Um, but church was amazing. I yeah. thought God moved. Worship was brilliant. Um, Matt and Kate Thanks. and awesome. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's awesome. You guys said that, that, that. Oh, come on, you don't be so. No, it was. Don't be so I'm, humble. I'm crumble. not being humble. Crumble, but it was really good. The message was great as well. It Alistair was preached a great message Sunday morning. He really, really did. Very good. And the evening was great as well. Yeah, Sam and Chloe and the team did really well. So mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah, it was really amazing. It was really cool. How about everyone else? 
I celebrated Father's Day on Saturday, because for anyone who works in full-time ministry will know Sundays are not the most conducive day to celebrating family events. Uh, so I had my father over with my mum and my great-aunt, so Grace got to meet her great-great-aunt for the first time, which was really sweet. Um, and she's like in her 90s and fitter than all four of us put together. <laughs> terrifying. Maybe she's... she should be playing catch and football. <laughs> on come and play nights. football. Um, and then we saw Abby's uh, dad, my father-in-law, and family. And so that was nice. We had a, f- a Father's Day Saturday, which was really lovely. Really oh, good. cool. That's good. Nice. Anyone else? Anything of note? Matt's brother's stag do was Saturday. Oh. So I was I actually had quite a nice chill on my own day. Cool. My introvert's coming up higher as I'm getting older. Oh. I'm not old though, to see you. For the, let the record show, I'm not old. <laughs> let the record show also <laughs> that Kate is secure in her sonship. Aww. <laughs> Low blow, Alistair. <laughs> We're all just kidding. We just love to tease each other. Yeah. Right, Alistair? This is true. A lot of safety in the room somewhere. <laughs> well, the good thing about this podcast is that the, the laughter is going to be majority majority men laughing, which is going to be much lower on the range for anyone who's listening with, with headphones, because the last couple of times when it's been Mary and Ellie and yourself and Talia, yeah. it's actually been sort of quite... If sort of play with the bass settings on my... Oh, how the turntables. Yes. <laughs> right, Ephesians. Good work. It's a, uh, a kiki is office reference. Yeah. Okay. Ephesians 1. We're going to start at verse 3, go through to 12. <laughs> Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him we have the redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of grace which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose which he set before in Christ, as a plan for the fullness of time, to unite all things in him, in heaven and things on earth. In him we have attained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purposes of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, might be to the praise of his glory. Ah. Having just done one verse at a time for the last four weeks, it feels very strange to read 12 verses in a row. (laughs) But if you have been following with us, we have been gradually working our way up. And we last week we finished at verse 9, but we wanted to go back and read this whole chunk in context as we read 9 through to 12. Um, Tom, do you want to? throw out why that is yeah i mean it's it's the classic as kate alluded to first off it's it's quite a controversial topic the idea of predestination it's probably uh with ephesians 1 and romans 9 which are the two kind of main predestination passages in scripture it's probably one of the most divisive elements or arguments uh, that and kind of the nature of salvation and so it's a, it's a big topic and i'm always keen to just even when we discuss this stuff, just to 
to start even just by acknowledging that anything that is causing division, you know, we just want to be really careful because that's mm. obviously not the point. And, you yeah. know, we talk about the nature of tongues and the nature of prophecy and all this kind of thing. And, you know, I don't know, I, I think there's a real word of caution that anything that, any doctrine that we have that causes division is is not a good doctrine. So, yeah, my hope in this is just to kind of give give you guys a perspective on where I would sit and how I would read this and interpret this. Um, and for me, it's always been a tough one. You know, I, I always joke that we, we tend to read scripture with a highlighter and a Tipex pen and the bits we really like, we highlight and the bits we don't like or we're not sure about, we kind of just tend to Tipex over. And for me, predestination was the big one because I'm like, how do I reconcile what I know about the nature of God? And, and if, if the classic understanding of predestination is God has foreordained, foredetermined that some people are going to be adopted as sons and saved and some aren't essentially what we're saying is God's going along and going you know heaven heaven oh sorry hell you know yeah. it's this idea and you can't have predestination without double predestination which is if God is has designed some for salvation and preordained that they're going to be saved by definition he has created some people specifically for the purpose of going to hell and it's like how in the world do we reconcile that with what we know about the nature and the love of God, you know, the redemption through the blood of Christ. And it's just such a big topic. But for me, this was a, and you know, and I hasten to add, this is just my interpretation. We all need to read scripture and interpret what we believe it's, it's trying to achieve and trying to say. But, you know, we started at verse three. But for, for me, the, the big question has always been when Paul's talking here, is he talking about people who aren't saved and people who are saved? Or actually, is he is he getting at something else? And I think that the clue for us is in actually in verse one. Uh, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus. And so we have to read it through the lens of he's writing to the people in Ephesus who are Christians. They're the faithful in Christ Jesus. So he's writing the saints. Yeah, absolutely. To the saints in in Ephesus. Yeah, yeah. And so the the context here is there's two really interesting words. There's us and there's you. And it's not a them and us thing. It's an us and you thing. All the way through verses 3, right through to ver- the end of verse 12, it's us, 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 us. Uh, praise be, uh, verse 3, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption. It goes through us. I think there's 10 different us's just in the first 12 verses. And then we get this interesting word in verse 13, and you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth. So historically, I would read that as the us is the saved people, right? He chose us to be predestined. He chose us to have every spiritual blessing. As I've researched this more and more, what I actually believe is happening here is this is not a question of saved and unsaved. This is a question of Jew and Gentile. And we know, don't we, that, you know, the Jews are God's chosen people. That's really clear in scripture. And so if you skip on through chapter two, you've got Jew and Gentile reconciled through Christ Uh, Chapter three, you've got God's marvelous plan for the Gentiles. And I believe what Paul's intention here is this isn't about necessarily the nature of salvation. It's about actually the the promises have been uh, reserved for Israel, for the Jews. And now through the work of Christ, the promise is available to the Gentiles as well. And so the us, I believe, is, is the Jews. And then when we get to, and you also, he's now talking about the Gentiles, and, and then he goes on. 
And, you know, for this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus, you know, that I pray that the glorious Father will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions. Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth are called uncircumcised. He goes on to, to, to nail home this point, which is that, that the intention of this letter to the Ephesians is to remind them and to encourage them that as Gentiles, they have been grafted into this promise. Mm. And that's, again, the purpose in, in, in Romans 9. And so for me, I think predestination, it's not a... it's it's not a question of salvation here. It's a question of God's plan for the Gentiles to be included into the gospel promise, into the, the, the promise of Jesus. So for me, that changes when I read it through that lens. It changes massively for me. So I don't I don't know whether. Well, tune in, everyone, yeah. this week. It's <laughs> soteriology 101. Yeah. Pray so, for our building. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. So for me, it's it's it, any any passage that I have to read with a bottle of Tipex at hand. I, I need answers on that. I can't, I can't, personally, I can't reconcile reading scriptures that I don't, that I either don't understand or have a problem with and not look into that. Because for me, either all scripture is true and trustworthy or it's, or it's not. As, as soon as I cast one element of doubt on one bit of scripture, it opens the door for yeah. everything. And so my, my, my old mentor used to say, uh, I always read the Bible with the, with the presupposition that if there's something I don't agree with, it's because I'm wrong. <laughs> And I, I just need a greater understanding. I just mm. need a greater level of depth. So I don't know thoughts based on kind of what what you guys have, have been taught about predestination. And for anyone from North America, uh, Tipex is like white out. White out. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Thank you for your input. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say on the matter. <laughs> I thought we were translating. This yeah. And uh, in the UK, we call it an eraser, a rubber. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> um, I actually, I've never read these verses in the Passion Translation. Um, and it actually says in verse 13, and because of him, when you who are not Jews yeah. heard the revelation of truth, you believed in the wonderful news of salvation. Now we have stamped, have been stamped with the seal of the promise of the Holy Spirit. It's mm, um, a really good translation. I really like that. And I... I won't go there. But basically, a lot of, I don't know, a lot of these newer translations speak to the theological leanings of those who have translated them, mm, I guess. Yeah. Or at least, at least the footnotes, for sure. Sure. Um, as, which, as does the NIV, as does, you know. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and I would say, yeah, anyway, it's I just love that. That was really it's plain as day for everyone to see. Um, I had a thought, but I forgot, so I'll come back to that. <laughs> cool, cool story, bro. Half, half thumbs up. <laughs> How about you, Zach, growing up in like an Anglican tradition, like the idea of predestination? and Yeah, I think, I don't know, I think that I never grew up in a place where no one, there was someone that could be excluded from being saved. There was someone that could be excluded from being Jesus. Like yeah. I was never so like whosoever will, that, yeah. yeah, God so loved the world. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely not raised in that tradition. And I think here you have to look into the wider context because mm. like you said, who he's writing the letter to is really important. It's still the word of God, of course, but sure. there's context behind it. And even just as well, looking at this passage, it's sort of like looking at, when he put in verse four, even as he chose us, this is the ESV, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. Like 
Paul's writing this letter to the Saints in Ephesus. He's not writing it to the Saints in Wembley in 2019. Yeah, <laughs> we're still receiving it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's just acknowledging that there's a wider yeah, absolutely. Sort of vision behind the context. And like you said, looking into it, because you've done more study than I am than what you read in the Passion Translation, Kate, you know, if this was to address the divide between Jew and Gentile, then it's pretty clear that mm. what it's trying to show is actually that there's space for all. And it goes, it talks about the blood of Christ and redemption through the blood. And I don't read in the Bible. I can't remember reading somewhere, happy to be corrected, where it says the blood is only for some people, not yes. others. Mm. What yeah. Calvinists would call limited atonement. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, and that's the thing. But those are generally the two world views when it comes to this yeah. idea is either it's like Christ died for all and anyone who chooses to respond in faith has yeah. has the access to that that promise what's been bought for them or it's this or kind of chosen. classical predestination idea that yeah. and then you get into all these problems of like well if predestination is a thing then why bother evangelize because if everyone's been predestined then surely it's all decided like what's well, that yeah and Train like how would you ever know if, if you've been predestined like how would you know like how, yeah. how would you know if, if you've yeah. been chosen or not and mm. you, you don't until you get to the pearly gates and then it's like oh sorry and it just throws up so many problems, and, and you don't have to have these problems if you if you read what I believe is 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 the author's original intent, which is yeah. to to pull this idea out of, of it actually being Jew and Gentile. Having said all of that, I still believe we can read this and read it personally that I have every spiritual blessing in Christ. Absolutely, I've yeah. you know, and well, so because it's, it's, we're grafted into that, so we yeah, have all yeah. of those things they have as well, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I I think. Um, with, with any scripture, you know, we've all seen the abuse of uh, one, the abuse or the, the overemphasis on one particular chunk of scripture to form a whole um, theology or ideology about um, based on a small portion and not taking it within the context of the wider canon of scripture. And so I know I'm, I'm already thinking of people in our church and many of them leaders who, if they were sat in the room, they'd be like, well, hold on a sec, Galatians. And hold yeah. on a sec, Philippians and 2 Timothy. Yeah, yeah. You know, all of these kind of, um, the these other portions of scripture that would speak to the argument for predestination. And for me, it's a funny one because even though I did a theology degree, I, I, I can't say that I ever really... Um, latched on with a, a an academic or theological interest in this subject mm. um, because I think uh, I, I've just had a, a simpler sensibility of like, I just want to know about the love of God mm-hmm. and how it's going to change my life and what my changed life will then do as a result of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you know, Facebook debates or long mm. you know, theological discourses on this, I've, I've tended to sort of slowly lean back from yeah. them. And, and think, that's the whole divisive point. If it's we, causing division, yeah. then let's sack it. Um, but, but I do, I, I am really conscious that, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to have the eraser tipex mindset when I go through scripture and just think, well, it, because I have an interest in blank, I'm going to ignore everything else that's not related to blank yeah. and say that the Bible is actually about blank. Mm. Um, and um, and so I think I, my my own personal sort of uh, encouragement just to anyone who's going and who's who's looking at this would be um, it really is worth digging into some things that you're not naturally um, leaning towards mm. in your Bible study. Like for me, it really is worth me digging into predestination. It's not something that I think is going to be a, a, a fulcrum on which my ministry is balanced on, mm. but 
I do think um, the very fact that I'm willing to sort of lean back from it in favour of something else is probably evidence that I'm immature in my understanding of it. And so if you're looking at this, I would encourage you, you know, like, check out what some of the Calvinists say. Make your own mind up. Yeah, definitely. Um, listen but, to smart people who disagree with you. It's yeah, great completely. advice. Well, you listened to an amazing yeah, yeah. podcast. Yeah, was, yeah. Well, you said it, you, <laughs> you definitely couldn't have switched off. You had to be very attentive yeah, to yeah. every word because um, it was quite dense with, information yeah apparently it's been really helpful yeah and and i I would definitely recommend and i regularly listen to i would listen to people like john MacArthur and john piper who would be people that i would Mm. would not agree with on these kind of topics but Mm -hmm. they're smart people and they know their word and you know and that's the thing as well it's like anytime someone's like well i just believe the bible Mm -hmm. that's a really in my opinion immature approach because Mm -hmm. these people are reading the same bible it's about interpretation but it's that kind of thing where it's like you know I, I read the promise that God gave to Abraham about your descendants will be more numerous than the stars. And of course, I don't think that's a promise for me, but I read that and I'm like, I actually can apply those principles to me that God mm-hmm. has intention for my family line. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, clearly that was about, you know, the, 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 the Davidic line and this whole, you know, nations will be blessed through your seed. That's talking about Jesus. I don't think that's me personally, but I can take the principles of that promise. Mm-hmm. I can read Jeremiah 29, 11 and know that, believe that God has good plans for my life but I know that specific scripture was speaking to Jeremiah not to me but it's yeah. it's mm. it's applicable to me because I'm in Christ and so mm. it's that whole kind of approach to scripture and I yeah and I think just as you're saying in Christ there I mean one of one of my notations going down this this chunk of scripture is the word the words in him are used seven times yeah. between verse 3 and verse 13 so in him in him in him um, it just the whole thing is so Christ-centered, mm. um, and you know, Bill Johnson's statement: Jesus Christ is perfect theology. Mm. Um, I fear that I feel that any debate that we're having, as long as the focus is on Jesus, yeah, and that's, that's who we're camped around, and we're, we're our eyes are fixed on the person of Christ. Mm. Then, even if we're coming out with very different interpretations, I feel like that. The unity can still be kept. You're every bit my brother, even if we don't agree on a particular interpretation of a particular passage. Yeah. Yeah. I love that this passage is so intentional about addressing the fact that it could be a a divisive thing, Um, and it it brings unity into it. And he's you know saying, talking about all of us being in Christ and Gentiles being grafted in, and all of that. Because it's it's so with the nature of Christ to, to unify the body, and it partners with the prayer that Jesus prayed in John 17, to you know, unify us all and to unify us to him and mm. us to God and as he is to God. Um, so, yeah, but I think as I've had difficult conversations with people about this, and it's, you know, it can get really heated because it it has a lot to do with how we live our lives um, if, you know, if it's just it, it can be oh there's all kinds of there's all kinds of bad decisions that you could make as a result of reading predestination badly mm. yeah um so and i no i don't know i th- i think in in the thing that could be divisive there is a lesson to be learned of unity and how mm. to approach something um yeah. So yeah i think that would be my prayer is that as as everyone is studying this kind of thing or trying to figure out what they believe that even in conversations or even listening to this podcast, if there are people that don't necessarily agree with what we've been saying, that's okay. And that, that 
we all find love for one another in Christ. Mm. Um, and come and ask the question. Come and, come and have yeah. the conversation because it's those kind of conversations that, you know, even if you go away still believing what you believe, your opinion will have been sharpened mm-hmm. and you will have a, a firmer foundation for the why you believe what you believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think That's those great. kind of conversations are so... Honorably. Up- yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uplifting and so encouraging. Yeah. yeah. Dialogue and honour. Mm. great. Right, well, we're going we're gonna to pray and wrap up, but um, we, this is family life, so we want to just throw in a couple of things just before we pray on about our oneness with each other and with God. Um, a lot of people have been asking about... Uh, building and what's happening and what can they pray for so Zach, Zach what, what are we praying for <coughs> as a family yeah so if you can be so this week uh this week <laughs> this week we're having meetings tonight um tonight, tonight yeah we have a meeting with uh the council and so if you could be praying for favor and relationship with the council that we'd be able to clearly communicate our vision and that our vision will be well received. I bought my favourite shirt for that um, meeting. It's not superstitious at all. Shirt. Only, <laughs> only superstitious. <laughs> the, rest, the rest has been fixed, clearly. Um, and if you if you could also just pray that we would just have greater wisdom as a team as we're looking into this and as we're speaking with planning consultants and understanding what this project could look like. If you could pray that... Um, and please pass on send stuff into the office if you hear clear communication from mm. God about how we're supposed to proceed. So mm. meeting tonight, pray for favour, good relationship with the council, keep praying for good relationship with agents, brokers and the landlord. And then yeah, we'll have more updates for you next week. Come on. Cool beans. Cool beans. Let's pray. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for who you are. Thank you, God, for your word. That yeah. That Jesus, you as the word are living and active to us. The Holy Spirit, you make it come alive to us. And I just ask that you would release the spirit of wisdom and spirit of revelation mm. to fall on everyone here, to fall on us and everyone listening. That mm. we would yes. understand and have a, have a greater desire to understand you and your truth, your word, God, in a greater measure. That you would open it up and clarify things and take us on a journey of discovering more of who you are, God, and in yeah. your heart for your people, um, and and even love for one another, the unity that you prayed for, God, um, that we would mm. that we would be unified regardless of any differing beliefs, that we'd be mm. unified by you, yeah, Jesus, God. in yeah, Christ, Jesus. because we are in Christ, yeah. regardless of what where we stand on the predestination matter. Yeah, uh, yeah, I just bless conversations to be held with honor, to be held with respect and excitement to hear someone else's view and excitement to learn and grow and yeah. to solidify beliefs that we have or to, to change if they need changing. Mm-hmm. We thank you, God, for your scripture, for your truth, for your word, and for your Holy Spirit. Yeah. We bless the meeting tonight. Yeah, we bless you guys, Tom and Zach. We thank wow. you, God, for our building that you're bringing yes. to us, that we're going to have a home. Yes, um, yeah. And that, huh, like, we just love worship so much, and, and you're just so, you're so worthy of all our affection, God. And I heard someone say once, worship is hospitality for the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, God, I just look forward to having a place where we can consistently be hospitable in the atmosphere and the environment for you to be welcome, Jesus, at all times, because it's our building 24-7. Yeah. Come on, so we thing. thank you, God, 
Brad building and ask for your favor and wisdom of how to proceed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Have a great week, everyone. Bye, family. Bye. Bye.